there really is nothing as joy and hope-inspiring as the concept of another synod of bishops that's coming soon. Remember that the meeting of the U.S. bishops that just concluded, as well as their coming meeting in November, as well as the meeting of the German Bishops' Conference, as well as every other bishops' meeting going on right now, are all in the shadow of the coming Synod of Bishops. All roads point to Rome, and we have some news on the front of the new Synod of Bishops that will begin soon. And it'll be a two-year process that we are assured is not really a council of the Church, but will look like one in every other way. Although, at least no one will attempt to claim that it's an infallible and binding magisterial meeting. But let's have a look at the latest on this, and we're going to use it as an opportunity to learn a little something about a, well, an error of our time that came directly from the Council. Pope Francis is fully embracing the error of collegiality. That's not exactly something new. His never-ending synods in the Church are a testimony to that fact, which I went over a couple of weeks ago in my video about his late mentor, Cardinal Martini. But this has come back in the news because it's clear that the view of the Vatican is that the bishops are partners with Francis in managing the church, which is a clear break from the Catholic view of the church. Now, let's get a closer look at this and what I mean by this, though. Headline from Vatican News. Cardinal Grech. Synod is a fruit of dialogue among bishops' conferences. Cardinal Grech discusses the processes of inclusion between all bishops' conferences prior to the next synod of bishops. If you've never heard of Cardinal Grech before, that's probably not that surprising. He's a cardinal of the church who is a member of the Roman Curia, but one who doesn't get in the spotlight all that much. His work is to coordinate the bishops of the church for the synod of bishops that will really kick into high gear in 2023. Quote, Speaking to the Vatican News' Alessandro de Corrales, Cardinal Grech notes that before publishing the itinerary for the next synod, which is due to take place in October 2023, we made a point of having contact with the heads of the continental assemblances of Episcopal conferences because we want them to be involved, to be partners in this project. Following the publication of the document with the new itinerary, he said, We are contacting and in dialogue with the heads of and various general secretaries of each of the Episcopal conferences of the world. The idea Cardinal Grech emphasized is that we want to initiate this dialogue and have them participate as partners in this project and so they can also not only put questions for more clarifications, but also make some suggestions, and we will try to implement them in this new synodal process, end quote. So many buzzwords there. Dialogue, dialogue, synodal process, dialogue, dialogue, all masked in what sounds like bureaucratic jargon. You really could play a game of modernist lingo bingo with these press releases sometimes, but I want to zero in on something here. This whole process is ext very extremely post-conciliar in nature. Yes, prior to Vatican II, there were synods of bishops in various places and various times throughout history, but this kind of process is very spirit of Vatican II in nature. What we're really seeing here is one of the modern errors that few talk about, collegiality. In the first simple explanation of collegiality, I turn to Michael Davies, the late and sorely missed traditional Catholic who really made the errors of our time easy for people to understand throughout his life. If you want to dive deeper into Michael Davies after you hear this, go on, go onto YouTube and do a search for very, just by his name, and you're going to find tons of talks and debates he did. He was a brilliant mind. What I have for you here is an excerpt from his book, The Order of Melchizedek, which you can find online easy enough. But of this concept, Davies says, quote, 
our bishops are now shackled by a false concept of collegiality, which has led them to believe that they must abide by majority decisions of the national hierarchy. Cardinal Ratzinger has stressed the falsity of this concept and urged bishops to have the courage to act as individual successors of the apostles and speak out as individuals where the faith demands it, end quote. But it goes further than that. While Davies' point is that collegiality is, as a concept, essentially binds each bishop to the decisions of bishops, who have no authority whatsoever outside their own particular diocese, collegiality does go well beyond that. So now I turn to an article from the SSPX website for this, and they have an entire database dedicated to the errors of the council, and it is to this we go. On collegiality, a priest named Father Wrighton describes the term as a tautology and a time-sensitive trap. Now, a tautology is a $50 word meaning the saying of the same thing twice in different words, generally considered to be a fault of style. Father Wrighton writes, quote, As a tautology, collegiality is innocent enough, if not very useful. If you belong to a college, you possess collegiality, just as you need only exist to possess existence. Any further meeting depends on what kind of college you belong to and what are its laws and rights. As a trap, it is one of those delayed types which the experts planted in the council texts for the purpose of subsequently doing away with the old Catholicism. Whether it amounts, in fact, to a 1789 in the church will be considered in due course. We must first take a brief look at the past history of the idea, end quote. Then the priest goes on to describe the traditional understanding of collegiality, going back to the apostles, which is described by the priest in this way, quote, the apostles' purpose was to preach the gospel to the whole world and to instruct, organize, and minister to the faithful. They were succeeded by the College of Bishops, to whom they passed on their order and authority. But this college was not identical with that of the apostles, for the apostles, having been directly and personally chosen by Christ to lay the foundations of his church, enjoyed a certain extraordinary privileges which were not handed on, their personal infallibility in preaching the gospel, their universal mission, and full power to establish local churches, and the charisma of miracles to prove their authority. It was only St. Peter who was to hand on his full powers as vicar of Christ to his successors. The later bishops only shared in the collective infallibility of the church's magisterium, ordinary or in-council extraordinary." End quote. This changed in the Renaissance, of course, when modernism began to find its way into the church. Throughout history, the church has wrestled with modernism. One of the interesting stories was the Synod of Pistoia, which was a regional synod of bishops that proposed, well, pretty much the entire agenda of the Second Vatican Council, and they approved it. Rome then rejected it, called the Synod null and void, and corrected the errors they promulgated. It's an interesting bit of history that I should do a deep dive into at some point in the future. But that synod was in the late 18th century, to give you an idea of how long this has been a problem for the church. But here is where we return to modern collegiality. Father Wrighton continues, and he illustrates that this concept is an attempt to undermine papal authority and essentially adopt the view of the papacy of the Eastern Orthodox. The traditional view is that the papacy is a monarchy. The Pope is seen as the King of Rome. Bear that in mind here. Quote, Some innovators among the hierarchy then began to seek a new interpretation of their collegial status by way of pooling their authority on secular lines and at the same time extending it so as to encroach on the universal jurisdiction of the Pope. The monarchy was to become the rule of the few. The bishops and committee were to rule the church, with the Bishop of Rome as little more than their mouthpiece, a primus inter pares, first among equals. End quote. And that is what we see here with these synods. Or sort of, at any rate, because if there's one thing we can say with any grain of safety, 
is that Pope Francis loves his authority. He protects it against bishops who don't agree with him, or even against those who do agree with him but also go too far too quickly. But this coming synod is designed to make the bishops equal participants in something that they really shouldn't be an equal party to at all anyway. That's not how the church is run. If there's something that needs to be addressed, the pope should call a formal council and have documents prepared to address it. That is how Vatican II was called. It's not how it ended up, but that's how it was started. But going back to that Vatican News article, Cardinal Grace makes it clear that this is the era of collegiality that is fueling not only the synod, but all of the synods we've seen in the past few years, because they typically are tackling topics that in the past would have been addressed by formal councils. Quote, The idea, Cardinal Grace emphasized, is that we want to initiate this dialogue and have them participate as partners in this project, and so they can also not only put questions for more clarifications, but also make some suggestions, and we will try to implement them in this new synodal process. End quote. Synodality is one way of making sure that the changes brought to the church by Francis cannot be undone, at least not undone this side of the chastisement that the Fatima and Akita messages make clear is almost certainly coming our way. Perhaps a pope will come along who will be an extraordinary individual, with extraordinary graces, and his arrival will be at such a time that the bishops of the church will find themselves needing to listen to him, because they have no other options. But either way, Francis's changes are meant to be as permanent as possible. Thus, the partnership with the National Bishops' Conferences that we see as the as we head into the coming Synod of Bishops, which will be part of the National Bishops' Synods we're seeing now in various di dioceses around the world. So there you go. A further leveling of the Church, first within the hierarchy, bringing the papacy down nearly to the level of the bishops, and a leveling up the laity, to bring them into the par in the parish to the nearly the same level as the priest. The Church is hierarchical in nature. It's monarchical in nature, and has always been so. But that isn't a popular opinion these days. So be it. But let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. As always, pray for the church. And make sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.